0: really skilled, it's really hard work, it's really physical. It's done in all weathers, you know, up in the fells by our rangers and also the volunteers. There were paths that were 90 feet wide and 12 feet deep. These huge erosion scars were opening up all over the Lake District.
1: Hello and welcome to Further Faster in association with Montaigne. My name is Daniel Nielsen and in these podcasts I speak to the people involved in the outdoor world. Climbers, mountaineers, conservationists and explorers to find out why they do what they do and how they do what they do. In this episode, a bit different, I spoke to Joanne Bakshall. She is a programme manager for Fix the Fells and also Steve Tonkin. He is a fundraiser for Fix the Fells through the Lake District Foundation. And for 20 years, Fixer Fells has made an astonishing impact in offsetting, well, our impact on the Lake District Fells. Just have a glance at the before and after photos on fixerfells.co.uk for the frankly jaw-dropping changes that have been made. More than £10 million worth of donations have been made over the year, and this year, Montaigne... Podcast sponsors are also donating to Fix the Fells um, on Black Friday rather than participating in the commercial uh, hellishness of the day. Um, they're also match funding people who raise funds for Fix the Fells when running the George Fisher Tea Round. Google it; you'll want to give it a try. But I guess the big takeaway here is really what you can do to stop the erosion of the Lake District, to maintain the biodiversity of the fells, and enjoy the lakes in the most natural way possible. It's it's pretty straightforward <laughs> and, and we can all make a difference. Um, really interesting listening. Welcome to Further Faster. I'm here with Joanne Rabagshall, who is a Programme Manager of Fix the Fells. Welcome, Joanne. Hello. Hey, and also Steve Tonkin, who is from the Lake District Foundation, but also part-time seconded to Fix the Fells in a fundraising capacity. Is that right?
2: Uh, that's right, Daniel. Yes, I'm the Chief Fundraiser for Fix the Fells.
1: Amazing, amazing. Well, thanks for joining us. Obviously, the, um, the Lake District is, you know, dear, dear to all of our hearts. Um, I think I think one of the things that surprised me—I've I've obviously come across Fixerfell's a fair amount in the past—but you're celebrating your twentieth anniversary this year, is that right?
0: That's right. Yes, Fixerfell's has been going twenty years this year, and it's a really great opportunity for us to look back and see what we've achieved and how things have changed, and uh, look to the future too.
1: Yeah, what what was the what was the kind of the genesis of, of fixed fells? What what inspired somebody to do something? way? Well, it was
0: recognised in the the nineteen eighties and nineties that these huge erosion scars were opening up all over the Lake District, and that if something wasn't done, it was going to be extremely damaging and very very obvious. There yeah. were paths that were 90 feet wide and 12 feet deep at that time. And it was really recognized as a a massive problem. So it was decided something had to be done. Mm -hmm. And the the National Trust and the Lake District National Park started doing some work independently at first. And they had uh, rangers and also contractors uh, tackling these huge erosion scars to, to repair them and allow them to recover. Yeah. And then what happened after that was um, after them working independently in different areas, they decided it would be a much better idea if they worked together. Mm -hmm. And so they put together a Heritage Lottery Fund bid, and that was successful. And that started in 2001. And that's when the Fix the Fells name first started and where this this collaborative, connected um, effort started and and began Mm -hmm. has been going ever since.
1: Great and now it's a partnership obviously the you meant the Lake District Foundation Steve who else is involved?
0: Uh, friends of in the Lake District and Natural England.
1: Okay okay. And and do, how how do those kind of partners support how do, how does everyone kind of come together and Well, they
0: all have uh, the the same agenda. You know, everybody's got the aim of protecting the scenery and the biodiversity of the Lake District that we all love and appreciate. Um, Mm -hmm. And they all have a role to play in that. So, for example, Natural England, they are responsible for the sites of special scientific interest, which you may know about, which is where they're identifying particularly ecologically important areas. So, you know, they have a role to play in advising us on our work in those areas. The Friends of the Lake District are campaigning um organization you know they're wanting to promote the looking after the fells as well and uh, the national park the national trust obviously they have that conservation aim and the lake district foundation is uh, our fundraising partner so that's how everybody fits together and um, you know we all have this one purpose
1: amazing so what and what is that purpose what is that kind of one thing that fix the fells sets out to do is it to repair paths in the lake district
0: yes yes so our aim is to repair and maintain the upland paths in the lake district right and our main focus for that is on repairing erosion so we're not about increasing safety we're not about increasing access we're not about increasing increasing accessibility we are about repairing erosion damage to protect the scenery the landscape and the biodiversity the environment
1: okay and and what's the main way that like I, I had a look on the, I had a look on the website. Obviously, like the 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 difference, like the before and after photos of some of some of the areas, uh, is just astonishing. What well, you know, the way that it's like, it it blew me away. I've been walking in the late districts for years, and I had no idea that things were that bad and could be then improved so qu- quickly. I guess over some sometimes over a twenty year period or less. Um, what is the key way that these fells are fixed like how do you even go about fixing a a nine foot wide path and making it look rather lovely at the end of it yes absolutely i'm
0: so glad you've seen those before and after photos because they are amazing Uh, they're incredible fixofhells.co.uk have a
1: look it's really amazing (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah and it's just great to see that recovery and i think people like you they didn't realize how bad things were and um, you know the scale of the erosion was absolutely enormous and how much recovery there has been i think it's really easy to forget that um, so the main techniques that have been used have been um, one by hand and one by machines and the handwork is mostly uh, what we call stone pitching which is where stone is put into the ground, a a bit like a dry stone wall, but being built into the ground. Um, But it's all fitted together. It's really skilled. It's really hard work. It's really physical. It's done in all weathers, you know, up in the fells by our rangers and also the volunteers. Um, So that stonework is one of the main mechanisms for creating a hard, sustainable surface to the puff. And then we landscape around it as well to try and encourage people to stick to that hard, sustainable surface.
1: Right. Okay. And
0: we also do a lot of work um, with machines as well. So we've had big diggers in the fells over the whole of the 20 years we've been operating. Um, And they do paths on a much uh, lower gradient because you can only do a machine path when it's not so steep. Um, And of course, most of the fells are pretty steep. So (laughs) it's limited where we can do work with machines. But we do do uh, that as well.
1: Cool. And how many ranges are there? working and what's their kind
0: of role uh well, well this year we've been fortunate to add an extra 10 ranges to our stuff so we've actually had 25 ranges working this year mm-hmm. uh, but normally we have four teams of four um, that's our sort of core and then we've had a, a couple that work with volunteers as well so generally we've had uh, you know 16 17 18 19 ranges um but yeah say so l- luckily this year we've had even more 25 ranges and what do they do season. what's their they do this handwork so they they are all literally in Massive. the fells digging and yeah. hauling stone yeah it is really really tough but very skilled work because to get something that's going to be usable and stick in the ground and look okay is uh yeah incredibly skilled
1: right and how, where do the volunteers come into do they come in to as a bit of uh, grunt work as well or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: so the also, volunteer scheme. Oh, sorry, Steve, do you want to say something? Well, about? I was just
2: going to say they do a lot of the maintenance. So once the paths are, have, have been built and put in by the rangers, um, there's, there's, there's over 100 volunteers who will be out there in all weathers, um, maintaining the paths, cl- um, cleaning stones out of the gullies, um, getting rid of the bracken in the summer, you know, helping with the landscaping to make sure that they're in the right, uh, in the right place so you can see the path on the descents. Yeah. Um, they do an amazing job. Got
1: big thumbs up. For the oh, yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: they're so keen and committed, aren't they, Steve? They're just the amazing. most amazing bunch. Yeah, they're they're fantastic.
1: Amazing. And and going back to kind of the root cause is like when I when I look at the the kind of this before and after gallery, um, which like, I'm looking at it now, it's, it still blows me away. Um, do are these were, were these all caused? like the before photos I can see with lots of paths intertwining or very wide or just, you know, very, yeah, very little greenery anywhere near. Um, was this all caused by kind of walkers, you know, more than 20 years ago? Or is this like an ongoing thing? Uh, well, it, like, it, yeah, have, it like, depends I, on which picture I'm trying you're to, I'm trying to at figure out the scale um, of the problem.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, the, the scale of the problem was enormous. But of course, since then, the number of people visiting and using the fells has Grown enormously as well. Right. So I mean, I just cannot imagine what the latest it would look like if we hadn't been doing this work. You know, it just blows my mind actually. Um, but of course, now the number of people visiting is is growing so much that it's the erosion's getting away from us. To, to be honest, um, you know, we can't keep up with the level of erosion that that we're seeing, especially over these last two years.
1: Yeah
0: when you know the numbers of people have uh, really increased haven't they over the, the pandemic when people have really appreciated getting out in the outdoors and the health and mental well-being and physical benefits of that it's just um been so valuable and so appreci- appreciated by people
1: yeah yeah so this isn't I mean there's no there's no part of this that is discouraging people to kind of come to the Lake Districts it's just making sure that when they do come there are clear routes that they should be following and they're discouraged from
0: uh, absolutely yes I mean there's there's no way we'd, we we want to stop people coming from Lake District we we all love it we we you know we go out and enjoy the fells and we, you know, we wouldn't want to say to anybody else don't don't do that um yeah. so what fix the Fells is about is about repairing the damage um so that that's our, our main aim you know we we encourage people to come and encourage people to enjoy it we'd really love it if they stuck to the paths that would be helpful and we'd love it if they donated to our cause as well they're they're contributing to this effect and, and you know we should um understand that and we can all be part of the of the solution as well
1: right right and steve from a kind of i mean you touched upon kind of fundraising how obviously mon and montaigne sponsor of the podcast are donating are donating some money to to fix the fells as part of their um well instead of going all out on black friday they're going to donate some money to Uh, Fix spells on that, but what? What? Where is it? I was going to say uphill struggle, and that—that was just amazing. That's great. I I mean, is it pretty straightforward, or is it? Or it's a
2: mountain of steps to climb. Oh god!
1: Oh god! Um, We've gone full party. I'm trying to just
2: veer away from that, but um, but yes, no. uh, With with Montaigne, they are um. Going away from the Black Friday and, and giving us an, an amazing donation um, for uh, on Tuesday of the, uh, uh, the sort of setups, yeah. we have many different campaigns throughout the year for for fix the fails. Uh, I'd encourage you to go to the website and and you know there's donations on there. Um, we ha- we have text um, donates uh, when the volunteers are working on the teams. We're literally working on a moment a new rucksack cover that will have a QR code and a text to donate on so that even whilst people are wandering past, looking at these amazing people who are as mad as mad can be yeah. uh, in all weathers, fixing and maintaining the paths, they can do it there and then if they'd like to. It, it, is, an up, it is an uphill struggle. I'm using that word just, just yeah. simply because of Sell the scale of what we're trying to do. You know, the, the, the amount of work and the amount of uh, passion and from the teams is there. And, we, you know, with, with over 20 million visitors a year, coming to the Lake District, um, that's quite a number to sort of keep happy and keep it sustainable, but we we just need those donations to keep us moving.
1: And how much do you need a year? What sort of, how much do you you look to fundraise?
0: Fix the Fells needs half a million a year.
1: I mean, okay. (laughs) Well, if everyone gave a quiz, who came to the Lake District, it would be all right. Uh,
0: Absolutely. Uh, That would be
2: brilliant. Yes, yes. If you could if we could have that really loud and in big letters, that would
1: be lovely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but but that that's that is a, a a huge amount of money. Do you I mean, do you get near that? Does it is is this
0: so far, yeah. So Fixed the Wells has had heritage lottery funding for, for 10 years. So from 2001, it had the first five-year chunk. And then it was so successful that we had another five-year chunk. Yeah. Um, but since that time, we've had to fundraise everything ourselves. And we, we are still here and we're still doing it and we are still doing that. So, um, so, yeah, it has been successful.
1: Yeah. And, and are people mostly receptive? Like, are there detractors i yes. mean I, I guess that i guess there are people who are like no this is i don't know i don't know how you would argue
2: i, I, I think so thing, i mean there's, there are lots of different groups that obviously use the lake district and uh some some like it more rugged than others but 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 the the sheer numbers of people that are going into the hills these days and on I uh, probably, the, probably the aspect of as well that is an issue is that you know, there's famous places that people love to go, Scarfell, Helvellyn. Yes. you know, all of these sorts of big mountains that, that everybody goes to and puts a lot of, lot of use into it. So, you know, um, there are some groups that, that, that aren't particularly, you know, don't particularly like going up and down steps, but if, if, mm-hmm. if they don't, they're going to trash the whole place. Yeah.
0: I think understanding's increased over time as well. I, I think that... Uh, uh, Originally, people probably didn't realise what was happening and didn't understand the impact and didn't understand the need for the erosion repair and control. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that awareness is much greater now, and um, and people are much more um, understanding and accepting and, and aware and recognising the the work that's needed and, and the work that goes on.
1: How quickly can a path become eroded? or an area of fell land becoming raided?
0: It it can change very quickly, and actually that's what prioritises our work. So we work on the ones that are changing most rapidly because those are the ones that are the biggest worry. Um, It can can happen overnight. I mean, actually, I have to say it can happen in one event. If you have a big fell race, for example, Mm -hmm. we've noticed a path will develop as a result of that race, and as soon as you've got bare ground... Um, you get water into it and it develops into a gully and then it gets wider and that that can be a real problem. So it, it can develop extremely quickly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and then then your job is to kind of is that part of the like, ranger's job is to identify these, identify these. Problem. yes well the rangers
0: and the volunteers the volunteers actually are particularly <clears> good at this because they're out on the fells just about every single day um yeah. maintaining the paths and keeping an eye on them um so the, the volunteers pick up on this really quickly um but the trouble is there's so much erosion in the lake district now there's so many events there's so many people coming <clears> we just can't keep on top of it we we can't tackle every single thing that's identified it's just not possible
1: yeah and do you work with event organizers to highlight these i mean I've i've done I've done events in the Lake District and well elsewhere and and stuff and the, and the, the, you know you do get a little message or you know the bottom of an email saying please stick to the paths and that kind of stuff. Is that is it more that event organisers could be doing? This yeah, is a, a, a
0: really big ongoing subject, and we would love to do more with a lot of the event organisers. Yeah, we'd really love to engage with them and mm-hmm. um, identify how we can all work together because we, we do all want the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the reason we these events are held in these areas is because it's a beautiful area and it's challenging and it's you know it's exciting and it.
0: Yes, know. yes.
1: Um, but there's no point if that's not if it's going to look less good <laughs> by the time. Like we 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 would never litter. We would never you know or well, certain <laughs> some events anyway. You know, like the idea of that is 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 increasingly kind of beyond most people's sort of. <laughs> imagination yes. I think yes that you would just drop a paper cup along along the way and hope that somebody would pick it up or, or whatever is is this kind of the next thing that yeah, I, I feel as though I hope so like, like, like this really isn't this so. isn't as a, it doesn't have the same awareness as dropping litter does
0: not yet but it, I would mm. like it to have I would really really like it to have that awareness yeah. that we are having an impact. We're all having an impact every time we go into the fells and we have a responsibility to, to be part of the solution as well as the problem.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Steve, and yeah. like, sorry, go on. Yeah. No, I was
2: going to say that that's part of it, is, is, as Joan was um, saying, is is having that awareness, you know, and, and whilst we're t- we might be talking about fell racing and ultra races and all sorts of endurance races, there are mm. so many more, Macmillan at the moment are about to do a very big um, charity walk around Helvellyn, which which they think maybe one to two thousand people are coming, which yeah. is a fantastic thing to earn money for. But two thousand people wandering Helvellyn on the same day has an effect on that mountain.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and and then and then I guess there's you know sort of other other groups, you know, hill hill walkers and that kind of stuff. Are we looking? In my head, it's kind of like the main route up Scroftell, the main route up, you know great goat, whatever. Is, is it those kind of, is everybody just plodding the same paths and those paths are getting worse generally? Are they? Is that where the biggest problem arises?
0: Uh, there's certainly honeypot areas. Yes, like you say, there are paths that are particularly popular. Like you say, Scorfell, Helvellyn, Old Man of Coniston. Um, yeah, there are some really popular ones. There's some very accessible ones like Luffrig. Um, mm. So yes, they those are particularly hammered. Um, and, and you see the erosion there particularly but it's not it's not just there you know other areas might be more sensitive there's the vegetation might be shorter or the soil's more fragile and, and so they get very hammered as well um, and you know there's literally problems all over the Lake District and as Did I say just one single times
1: <laughs> sometimes, <yeah. laughs> like, yes. where do we where do I mean it's your decision really where, where which bit you're hitting oh, absolutely I mean, interesting yeah. you're saying like the, the the areas that are changing most rapidly are there, are there? Do you sometimes? I mean, your wish list of what needs to be fixed must be way way bigger than what you can actually do. Uh,
0: absolutely, yeah, it, it is. I mean, if we we look after um, over seven hundred paths. We keep we keep an eye on them. We can't possibly work on those. Some of those are kilometres long. You know, can you just imagine the scale of that? it, it is enormous.
1: I mean. I can't imagine how slow the progress is as well lumping these stones I mean we, we've all we've all walked on these paths and these stone sets yes. and, and they're pretty pretty intricately done I mean we're not yes. talking inca temples but they're pretty nice <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean?
0: yeah you well, a ranger you, can do um one to two meters of stone pitching it's called a day on, a, on a, a good day but it, it varies enormously and it's hard to average out because um sometimes they're chipping through bedrock or sometimes um it's very easy digging and they get much faster and sometimes they're not even doing stone pitching they're just doing landscaping to to try and encourage people to stick on a more sustainable line um so it does vary but but yeah it's not fast work done by hand and even the machine work you know, takes time as well
1: sure 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 um so if there's one thing that let's say a runner trail runner in the lake district can do to not have to have, have kind of the least impact on on the ground on the fells what what it well what can they that,
0: do? our message is we would prefer you either stick to the the path surface or you go way way off it um, and the worst thing is to just go beside it because yeah. th- that's what creates the the gullying and and the erosion and the the path surface then falls out um so yeah please either stick to the path or go far off it and and try and avoid creating new lines new new erosion um lines is is a real problem for us we can't deal with the paths we've already got let alone new ones but i do understand that some people find um, the stone pitching is not ideal for example for fell running uh, for mountain biking and we do we really appreciate uh, that it doesn't always suit some activities and um, mm. you know we're really keen to work with different user groups to to do the best thing for for all of us you know we we all have to work together to um, keep this place how we want it and, mm. and do the best for all of us
1: yeah yeah amazing amazing and and steve
2: uh, well, I was just going to say, if you're using the, the hills a lot, just give us a donations. you know, help help make it sustainable. That's, that's the thing. And as Joan says, all of us, you know, it's a beautiful place to be and it's a beautiful place to run, mountain bike, canoe, swim, walk, even just, you know, even just sit and enjoy the view. But, you know, it needs to be sustainable and, and helping us to keep those paths um, in in a beautiful sort of condition,
1: you know, is, is a very good way of helping. Brilliant. And the best way to donate, this could be a good way to finish.
2: Uh, yeah, just uh, go to the uh, late district foundation.org. um uh, The campaign is Fix the Fails and there's a big donate button just there.
1: Can't miss it. Um, brilliant. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Joanne. It, 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 you know, like I say, I've been involved in the outdoors for many years now and Knew the late district, you know, know the late district really well. And and like I say, just looking at these photos um on the uk, these before and after photos is still just astonishing to me. So um yeah, amazing work. And um yeah, thank you very much Thanks. for joining us and yeah, just highlighting the the scale of the problem, but also <laughs> also, also <laughs> the solution, which is as well. but, yeah.
0: Thank you so much. It's been great to talk to you.
1: Cheers. Yeah, thank you there we go, you know what to do. Um, Huge thanks to Joanne and Steve for taking the time to speak to us. Um, You've got to go to the website and have a look at fixfells.co.uk and have a look at the before and after photos. It is amazing. Um, Thank you as ever for listening to Further Faster. If you can, it would be great if you could leave a little review wherever you get your podcast We're going to be back very soon with a super episode. We've already done it. It's sounding amazing. Listen in.